Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. This week, we got some big news. Well, we got some news with the signing of running back Adrian Peterson. It was news that prompted Ian Rappaport to say that the Seahawks were in win-now mode. I don't know what that means for the Tennessee Titans since they released him and they're more in the playoff picture than the Seahawks. But yes, if the Seahawks signing Adrian Peterson means we're in win-now mode, I am desperate for some wins. So if this is what it takes, I'm in. So let's hear from Pete Carroll on Wednesday. He spoke to the media a little bit later than normal with the Monday night game. So this was his first opportunity to address the Washington game and address the signing of running back Adrian Peterson. I just saw him. He's in. Uh, excited to see if he can help us out and give us a little something. And um, it's a player that I've, you know, I've known forever. You know, his way back to his high school days, and and uh, admired him tremendously over the years. Always disappointed we didn't get him back in the day, but uh, like I just told him, we finally got him. Um, so I'm looking forward to see how he how he does and uh, see where, where he can fit in. He's an incredible uh, competitor and and uh, a, a really great guy, and, and uh, so I'm anxious to you know, give him a chance to get on the field with our boys. Moving on to reflections from that game against the football team, here's what Pete Carroll said about Carlos Dunlap's limited snap count. He only had four snaps on Monday. Yeah, I, you know, he, he didn't get as much play time just the way we were substituting and, and rolling guys through there, and so uh, um, I know he wants to play more, and, and you know, we'd... we'd we like to see him have a bigger effect, but it just last week it just didn't happen. Sometimes the rotation, it gets like that sometimes. You know, we're trying to see guys or we're moving guys around the way they're playing. They ran the ball a lot, you know, and, and uh, we like him in there on the throwing downs as much as possible. Coach Carroll also talked about the pass rush for the Seahawks as a whole. I think our numbers were 38% of the time. You guys can check, double check. That's what we're hearing, you know, that we had pressure on the quarterback. We missed three sacks that we really should have had. And, uh, and you know, our... We're keeping, you know, they had uh, one explosive pass play or something in the game, you know, so we're keeping things under wraps, but um, not being able to hit the quarterback. And the problem with that results from that is you don't get the chance to get the ball from them, you know, and it's one of the most vulnerable parts of the game is getting after the quarterback. And when we're not as effective as we need to be, then we're not getting our shots at the football, the poor throws, the ball's coming out. And uh, so we're going to just keep working at it. Um, I was surprised. I didn't feel like the rush was, as, was you know, uh, significant enough in that game, but the numbers kind of show that we we did some stuff. But uh, we got to do better, and we got to finish the plays. We got to finish the, the opportunities. That's where the ball comes out, and we need to make those turnovers to help us on offense. Moving back from the defensive line to the linebacking core, here's Carroll's evaluation of Jordan Brooks' performance. He was really active. Um, you know, he's a really good ball player. I mean, he's a great tackler um, for the most part. You can see his strength all the time when he gets a hold of guys; they don't get away. Um, he continues to, to learn. He's learning. He's still in the process of, of, of getting rid of the couple plays here, you know, that the coverage opportunity, um, reading the screen, you know, read whatever it is. There's there's things that happen. Sometimes he does them really well, and sometimes he's just he's excited to, to make the play that he's making, and sometimes he, he's, you know, he, he's just going to get better. I mean, that's what it means. It's just experience. It's just time. He, he's uh, Didn't he make 100 tackles this week? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, what a fantastic second year for him, you know. Uh, to have two guys over 100 tackles is, you know, I don't even, I don't think we've ever been that. I don't know if we have. Um, and he's just getting warmed up. We got a lot of games left, you know. So he's going to be a fantastically consistent, big time producer. And and uh, but he he still got room to grow. He's got he's still got room to get better. And working our way back through the defense to the safeties, Carroll had a lot of positive things to say about Jamal Adams. 
Yeah, he's you know he's taking advantage of the of of his opportunities well. Um, he's uh, you know we're moving him around quite a bit. He's doing a lot in the scheme. Um, he's drawn a lot of attention. You know we, we we continue to see that. You know it's it's they continue to find him in, in protection, which uh, um, does give us we need to take advantage of that more. And so, um, uh, but he's just playing really hard. He's playing tough. His confidence is up, and, and he. He's, uh, he's really bringing a lot for us. From the defensive side of the ball to the offense, here's what Pete Carroll had to say about Russell Wilson's accuracy struggles on Monday. Yeah, as we went through it, you know, and, and we watched it together, there's just uh, there's a few plays in there really on the on the, the shorter passing game uh, that, that he just really tried to drill the football, you know, and, and maybe, you know, threw it a little too hard, you know, threw it harder than normal, trying to make sure the ball was there and crisp and all of that. Uh, the ball's down the field. He threw the ball really well on the move really well. Um, and, but we didn't. We weren't as sharp as we need to be, uh, and, and it showed up on I think three specific third down situations that all could have been very convertible for us. And, and so, um, you know, that's that's just what you know as we looked at it, you know, and, and uh, so the easily corrected, you know, easily corrected. He feels great. He does not feel like he's uh, he's burdened by you know by the, the surgery from the past and all that. He's ready to go. So to address the other question, he doesn't need to be rested. He's not tired. He's not worn down or anything. He needs the action. He needs to get back to the activity. He needs to play more and, and, and get in the flow of it as much as possible. Before we get to Carol's comments on some key 49ers players in this matchup coming up on Sunday, let's first hear his response to whether or not he'll consider rotating in younger, less experienced players in place of some vets, given that the playoffs are almost certainly out of the question at this point. No, no, no. We're doing everything we can, just like we know how to, uh, to win every game with the guys that, that have you know, done the work to, you know, to put us in, in the best position to give us that chance. That's, that's what we're doing. I would love for everybody to play. I would love for everybody to get in the game. We need to get way ahead and, and uh, give those guys a chance to jump in and, and work their way back. Now flipping over to the Niners commentary. First up are Pete's thoughts on running back Elijah Mitchell and the rest of the 49ers run game. They've been really effective. Um, the commitment really was obvious against the Rams a few weeks ago uh, that they were really going after the running game, and, and uh, they've been making great progress the last three weeks. They continue to get more more yards each week, and uh, he's been right in the middle of all of it. You know, he's, he's tough. He's got really good speed. Um, everybody that runs for them always looks good, you know, and, and uh, it's because they have a real commitment to it that showing up, they're running the ball a ton, you know, and, and uh, he's the lead, lead ball carrier right now. And with Fred Warner out, maybe the one player that you have to concern yourself most with this 49ers defense, defensive end Nick Bosa. He's as active as ever. They're moving him around more. They're playing him on, on, on the other side some. And uh, we've even seen him over the center some. So they're, they're really trying to position him to be effective. He's a really good player. He plays with a great motor. Uh, and his, his strength to power uh, stuff that he's got, you know, he just adds it to his rushes uh, along with the speed really makes him very, very difficult. And so uh, we've got to take care of him. We've got to make sure we know where he is and, and account for him in our protection pickups. Someone who is going to be critical in blocking Nick Bosa and the 49ers D-line in general will be left guard Damian Lewis. Here's Carroll's update on his status. Good positive signs going into today um, from the docs. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, this week will help him a little bit. He'll get another couple of days where we won't have to be jamming on anybody. So we'll see, uh, see if that doesn't help him. So, uh, But we are thinking that he should be back. That's going to do it for today's show. Thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. Check out fieldgoals.com. 
Lots to look at there. Stan Taylor has an article up there on the front page. Quarterback Cliff versus the quarterback Cliff Hanger. Talking about Russell Wilson in this one. Check out Stan Taylor's article. And if you haven't checked it out already, we've got three in, three out. That posted late on Thursday. Schedule a little bit off this week, but we will be back on track with some three in, three out. What if coming your way on Saturday morning? So stay tuned for that. And until then, go Hawks.